This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Our name is Bacon. Don't forget Sale. You know we won't be faking. With Weezer, we can't fail. The podcast is going on. 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 Yeah! <laughs> Woo! That was pretty good. Hey, good job, kid. I practiced after, falsetto I was gonna say, all after day. 40 rehearsals just before recording. We finally got this down right. 46. 46. <laughs> yeah, 46. 46. I forgot the two. I forgot the six in the bathroom. Not, Lucky number 46. That was like five rehearsals. David Fincher just directed that opening and there were 46 cuts. So many. That's a, again. Uh, again. Yes. Hopefully it was good. And we're sorry about your ears. Yes. Welcome to Bacon Cell. I am Joel. I'm Ken. And Jacob. And uh, first of all, we'd like to thank you for listening to our Bacademy Pod Wars. Mm, yes. Yes. Where we <laughs> determined what the best movies were. And <laughs> what a they, weird idea that was. It was fun. <laughs> it's so much it was fun. fun. And actually, we got, a, we got a really a lot of positive feedback. Thank you so much for letting us know, especially people like the In Memoriam. They enjoyed that. It was a blast to do the In Memoriam and then to have people, you know, love it as it's, well. Because it's so goofy. We're sitting there just cracking ourselves up. And so when people actually like our jokes, we're like, oh, OK, good. It, and it was kind of great, too, because I was pitching a song to Joel and I'm like, hey, is this a sad song? Because it has a, a sad tune Say and it was I'm giving up that on. one and I'm like I know this is about death what we're doing but is that song about death and Joel's like that is perfect it is and it really paid off it sounds so good and then he did the uh, dust in the wind at the end which is yes. appropriate for a number of reasons indeed adventures <clears throat> but uh, one of my favorite comments actually was from Patrick Rhodes uh, he said after about 30 minutes in the too long didn't read is quote Kent and Jacob continue drinking the Marvel Haterade and Kent fawns over Henry Cavill's mustache and pump action biceps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I kind of went, well, that's actually very true. But so. then someone said they would let Henry Cavill give them a good game in the bathroom. Someone did, who did say <laughs> that? Clenched or unclenched? He did say that. <laughs> Who's, I think, oh, yeah, he did. It was it Patrick? I think it was that. Patrick. Yeah, it was still yeah. Patrick, yeah. And I, I gave Thanos some love in that show, I think. <laughs> Not clenched or unclenched. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, no, uh, that's awesome, though. No, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. And so thank you for listening. Thank you for your feedback. We, we do have fun with shows like that, and we like to try new things. And that was, yeah, was something we never tried before, is our own award show. And so I think it went well. But that's not <laughs> what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Oh, there's some band in the 90s that you guys keep going on about. I don't know. Ride uh, or die. I don't get it. They like had... They had albums and they just chose colors, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Is it some sort of like children's band? Well, maybe? Tell no. us who it is. It was just, it was fairly recently we were talking about, I don't remember what we were talking about, but we brought up Weezer Blue album. Yeah. And we talked about Weezer how, Blue album. That's it. Yeah. We, <laughs> you took too long to get ah. to the point. No, but we were, we were talking about something. We brought up that album and then we started talking about how it's one of our favorite albums, all of our favorite albums. Yes. And it's a very popular album, so we decided to try something a little different today. This is a different show. Uh, this it's is rare that we do something like this, but we're going to give it a shot, and I hope it works. And I hope it's covered under fair use. E indeed. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to give commentary. Yes, we're giving commentary an about an album which covers under fair use. While we play the album in the background. In its entirety. Which is also fair use. Mm. Well, we're, we're talking over the top <laughs> Say of yes. it. Is yes. it? No. Mm. Well, no, it's, it's all about, it's about quantity, it's about commentary, and it's about, uh, like, if, if people can rip the track off from ours, then that's bad. But we're going to be talking over it the entire time. Right. So this is going to be one of my little brother's favorite shows, because he's, uh, he's Weezer, ride or die. Yes. Uh, my, my brother's Matt Damon. Um, no, Mikey, he's a huge fan. And when I told him we were doing this episode, he was so excited because we are going to be t dedicating this whole episode to the Blue Album. Yeah. Because... Weezer just released the Black, the Black album, album on March 1st. Right. So it's a new album, a little bit experimental, and for the first time they're going to curse on it, which I'm not a big fan of. But so I, I listened to the album. Yeah? Eh, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's glass. So, it's, it's glass. glass. Yes, Ken has a whole M. Night Shyamalan We'll save it Weezer. for another show. But it's glass. Save for our Weezer show, not just the Blue Album show. <laughs> yeah. First we'll yes. do a Pinkerton show after this, and then the Green Album, and, you and like then it better Maladroit. or worse than the Teal Album? Oh, better. Oh, come on. Okay, we're not getting into this. is in the Weezer yeah. show. So what we want to do this is... This is not the Weezer show? This is not. This is the Blue Album show. Okay. Because we could do a Weezer show later on. It depends what people think about this one. Indeed. But for those of you who know and love the Blue Album, we hope you enjoy this kind of look walk down memory lane as we 
give fun facts about each song. Yeah, about each track, which yes. is really kind of awesome. And if you don't know Weezer Blue Album, this is going to be educational. If you don't know Weezer, let me tell you a little bit about them. Yeah. So tell. they do, were do actually tell. formed on Valentine's Day, 1992. How romantic. I know, kind of cute. Uh, they're, uh, they formed in Los Angeles, and the original members consisted of uh, Rivers Cuomo, Brian Bell. Yes. Jason Cropper. Jason Cropper, Matt Sharp, Patrick Wilson. Yes. And I was just trying to remember who replaced Jason Cropper because he was actually one of the original members, but he dropped out while they were recording the Blue Album. Mm -hmm. And so he's not technically part of Weezer. I love right. Patrick Wilson. He's such yeah. a good actor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cusco, Cusco's Poison the Poison the Cusco. Nope. What? That's Patrick Corburton. Oh, that's it. Yeah, Patrick like, Wilson what? is in The Conjuring. That's it. That's it. <laughs> He's also known as the Man. Sea Master or something like that. Ocean Master. Ocean or Master. The dumbest thing about that is I've done that like five times this week. Really? Where I keep thinking it's Patrick Warburton. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. That's the fact that I did it on the air. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't even know what mistake you were making. I'm like, is Joel having a seizure? <laughs> Do you smell toast? I could be. You don't know. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. But Weezer has created a number. Like They've been around since the early 90s. Yeah. So 1994 was their first album, which is the Blue Album. Yes. Released May 10th, 1994. This album. Uh, so just real quick details before we get into the actual track specifically. It reached number 16 on Billboard 200, triple platinum status, and in the U.S. alone, 3.3 million copies. Yes. And uh, Weezer, like, uh, the thing is, the Blue Album is their debut album. It's their first album. And yet they made it like big like this is one of the biggest i think debut albums around they do have a lot more albums of course they have i think 12 studio albums i believe so or 13 including the black album Yikes. maybe it's 12 with the black album uh and they have you know a number of hit singles and things like that like they're a very very popular band but the blue album is one of those iconic like you think of like the big albums of the 90s blue albums up there green days dookie's gonna be up there right uh, you got Nirvana, of course. Never mind. Right. Nothing by Foo Fighters. And Are then, you kidding me? So, <laughs> Color of the Shape is amazing. But this album was groundbreaking. It is an unskippable album. Every single track. Almost every single track. Oh, that's where you're going with this. Oh, should we not do this show? I thought you liked Weezer. I do like Weezer. I love the Blue Album. I think it's one of the greatest albums love, ever made. Because if you love something... You, you just cherish it. It is your partner. Why I would love you my throw children. away one track? I don't like the poop in their diapers. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say. Uh, you can't even you equate any Weezer song with poop in diapers unless it's on Hurley or Ratitude. <laughs> oh, Ratitude has one good song. One good song. Uh, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. Yeah, no, That's actually. the best song. Yeah, radio friendly. Oh, God. Weezer nerds. <laughs> this is what I do. Tacking, Jewel. Uh, so, and I want to bring up also that the producer for this album, because these were just a bunch of kind of ragtag, misfit emo types. The producer was Rico, Rick Ocasek, yes. who was, who's from The Cars. And I did. He'll come up a lot as he, we talk about the will. tracks. And I didn't really put it together, but there are a lot of tracks on here that have a very kind of Cars sound to them. It's true. And I feel like Rick Ocasek may have been a big influence in why their sound worked. So. I feel like the Blue Album came out at the exact right time because this was... As, so grunge was dying and literally grunge was dying because it's three weeks after Kurt Cobain's death. Yes. And so it was very heavy time that the early 90s, everyone was depressed and wearing corduroys and that was okay and for flannel. the time. In, in the flannel, yeah. exactly. And then all of a sudden you get... And I hate to even demean it, but it's almost like bubblegum pop rock yeah. comes out. Well, really more surf guitar rock that sounds reminiscent of the 60s. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, and, they and so kind of that they came out. They were cheerful. They were funny. They had some ballads. They have geek rock going exactly. on. Exactly, and it references. was the perfect time for Weezer. Yes, and and the thing is though, they said that when they first started touring, like when they first started kind of you know being noticed, people would boo at them on the stage and say, "We want grunge. We don't want your stuff." Right, and it's because this was such a different sound. Yeah, uh, but it, it did feel like kind of lightweight to me at the be at the beginning. It took me a while to warm up to him because I preferred. You were ten. He, he was nine years old, and you were ten. I, an yeah. Amish kid. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. If, you don't understand if you grew up. Where's my the Guar? <laughs> Do you listen to Guar back in the day? Uh, yeah, I had their first album. <laughs> Just their first one. Oh, hipster. Yeah, but this uh, album, the uh, by two thousand nine, the album Blue Album has sold at least three point three million copies in the United States, and this is just one of those. I, like I said, it's iconic. And the, the, the funny thing is, is this was their first album. It was self-titled, but they call it the Blue Album, even though it's just Weezer. Right. 
because they've done a whole series. They've done green, blue, red, white, teal, black. Like this is all kind of a theme with them now. And I think it's right. because this album was so iconic that they're just playing off that now. As they should. Yeah. So I really want to get into this. Can we start? So this, once we yeah. start, here's the thing, guys. We're not going to stop. Once we start, we can't stop. Right. This is going to be straight through talking about each song as it's playing. No edits. Huh. This is going to be like an uncut version. We're more nervous which than we you are on listening Patreon to us right now. Yes. Yeah, we're very nervous, actually. All right, Joel, whenever you're ready to go. <sighs> okay. Well, gentlemen, let's start this experiment with the first track. My name is Jonas. I love this intro, by the way. It's it's amazing. My name is Jonas. Okay, hey, we well, familiar. Yeah, right. It's like the intro. So, this is one I would say of the '90s. It's hard to really say best of all time. There's going to be a lot of hyperbole here, but it's such a great opening track for an album. Well, and that opening track was actually the opening acoustic guitar was Jason Cropper. Yes. Like that's one of his sole writing credits is him doing that opening intro, and I I love it. Like I love that opening acoustic. So number right, and so we're just gonna give a lot of factoids, some memories, and just some love for Weezer as we go along. Yes. Uh, so when Brian Bell, he's the one that took over for Jason Cropper when in the left. recording right. process. Yes. Yeah. And so when he joined the band, he was required to learn the finger picking part of the song. So right when you hear it at the beginning. Yes. He didn't know how to do it. He, he couldn't even plan a pick. He just used his fingers. And so they just said like, "Hey, you either play this, or we're gonna have to find another guy." Wait. So he, before you go on, I want to I hear from this part right here. Ready? What does he say there? So I always thought it was my name is Wakefield. I thought it was my name is Wakefield too. Yeah. Yes, because that's basically what he says. But he actually says, my name is Weepill. I got a box full of your toys. W-E-P-E-L. Weepill. Yeah. And so it makes no sense, but it, it does somehow. No, and I, I actually looked it up. I went deep dive on this. Right. Band. So anyways, real quick though, Brian Bell learned yes. it. And it's now considered an expert track on Guitar Hero, just the way Brian Bell plays it. Because cool. he got to be that good. I, I actually rekindled my love for this song, playing Guitar Hero 3. Awesome. It was so much fun to play this one. But yeah, so Wee Peel, I was like, what the heck does that mean? But apparently the Jonas in My Name is Jonas is a reference to uh, Louis Lowry's novel, The Giver. Yes. Great and book. There's uh, apparently he gives, Jonas gives the sled in the story. And Wee Peel is the name of a sled, Cuomo, Rivers Cuomo, the lead singer, owned as a child. Yeah. So it's like a, almost a rosebud thing going on here. But can we just say this before we really get into the meat of this album? The lyrics in these songs are so weird and almost juvenile, yeah. but there's a meaning behind each song. Well, and sometimes they are simple, sometimes they're a little bit deeper. We've talked about how like... Mostly uh, simple. Kurt yes. Cobain, he, like, lyrics were secondary. He didn't care about lyrics. He was all about music. I feel like Rivers is almost the opposite, right? where he has this thing he wants to say... And it's just random and rambling, but then he puts it to music and it works. So, except for this song, it's partially about, about Rivers' brother, who's named Leaves. Yes. He was injured in a car accident and was having problems with his car insurance. <laughs> that was the origin of this song. That, I kid you I not. I cannot tell you how many emo songs are about insurance out there. It's just <laughs> crazy. I mean, usually they put you on hold. It's the worst. And then you need to read The Giver while you're on hold. It's it's insane. And by the way, the, in The Giver, there's a lot of stuff about, you know, like, like you were car saying insurance. about sleds and... and all about discovering new things and being independent. That's what this song gives me. Can't run out of time. Yeah, it, but yeah, anyways, yeah. What a great opener, man! It's gonna be hard to be timed like this. It is. That's the thing is, we, like that was like about three minutes, twenty three seconds. Except for only in dreams, where we have eight minutes. We have so much time yes. on that one, but I have so many memories for that one too. But my name is Jonas is one of those songs that I have a hard time getting sick of because this is actually one of my favorite Weezer, Weezer songs of all time. So perfect time. My name is Jonas. That was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty fun. And now, what happens next? Next, we got No One Else, track two. All right. My girl's got a big mouth, which she blabbers a lot. She laughs most everything, whether it's funny or not. And if you see her, tell her it's over now. Not exactly a love song. <laughs> so it's interesting because this song and then track three, which we'll talk about when we get there, but they have a similar story. In fact, it's meant to be the same narrator. This narrator in the song, he freaks out on his girlfriend, and then it, this story will continue. Well, so the, I mean, the lyrics right here. I want a girl who laughs with no one, laughs for no one else. When I'm away, she puts her makeup on the shelf. When I'm away, she never leaves the house. I want a girl who laughs for no one else. Very possessive, River. That, it's kind of creepy. It, it, it no, is. I had a friend in high school. We used to listen to this, and he'd be like, "Man, he's got that right." And I went, "Oh, are you for real right now?" He's right. like, "Yeah, that would. Wouldn't that just make you feel good?" And I'm like. 
No, that's no weird. You, or, you, don't, okay. you don't want the person that you love like just sequestering themselves whenever you're away. So it's like you on Netflix. This is basically that guy <laughs> singing this song. We have a very close relationship. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, this song is interesting. I didn't really understand this because I'm not a musician, but nine out of Blue's ten tracks are, mod- are in modified tuning, and that's like. E, A chord, D, G, B, E. Getting, so this is you getting geeky, crazy. Boy. No one else is the only one that stands. So it's, oh, it's like flat. Oh, actually sharp. Sorry. E sharp, A sharp. Blah, blah. This one is Musicians the one are laughing standard at right now. tuning. I know. It's like me talking about sports. Um, but so they used modified half step down tuning for Pinkerton as well. No oh, one don't else. bring up that album. Anymore. It's an amazing album. No one else is the only song like this for nearly a decade for them. So for some reason, this one stood apart. And actually, Rivers was uh, really hesitant to show it to the other band members because he's like, guys, we got this really cool Pixies style. Mm-hmm. And then here's a song that is maybe too pop or too clean. And the, the, the band members actually kind of agreed. But now they really enjoy playing this song. Well, it's a fun song. I didn't grow to appreciate this one until later. Like, right. I, So I have my Joey's... It's almost like, I mean, my name is Jonas, so good, and then track yeah. two. Well, no, but I, that's the thing. Is, it was fine. I had my favorites on there back in the 1994. Right. But then it wasn't until like 98. Like, I have my Joey's favorites tapes. And it was like my compilations of favorites. And you get like the classic 90s ones like uh, Buddy Holly and, and uh, Undone Sweater Song on, the, on right. like number nine. This one didn't come into like my 24th tape. Oh, really? So it was years later that I went, no, I really like that one. I like that. You, you always have to use the same bands for tapes. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like, oh, yeah, I do like one. I'll put this one now. So we always mix tapes. Right. All my favorite songs. But this one always reminds me of playing volleyball in the backyard at Dan Tensmeyer's house with a bunch of girls. Like, we had Weezer playing in the background, and I was like bunch trying to impress him with my volleyball moves. But yeah. How'd that go? It didn't go well. Although volleyball is one of the few sports I can kind of hold my own. Yeah? Kind of. Like, unless the person's really good and they spike a ball at my face and then I freak out. Yeah, it's no good. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the lyrics are fun to sing to. I want a girl that laughs for no one Here else. It's just basically saying I want a girl, but it's actually quite possessive and a little... It is, and he's supposed to be a jerk. He's like, like, the song's from a jerk. Yeah. It's like a guy that doesn't really understand relationships yet. It's like a junior high. It's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like me. And now we're on to The World Is Turned and Left Me Here, track three. So we talked about the narrator from that song is also the narrator for this song as so well. So he's a huge jerk to his girlfriend in the last song. Totally. And then he's this one. He's like, what the heck? Where'd she go? Babe! 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 <laughs> Why'd you leave? What's, uh, what's wrong? I thought it was cool. So I want to read the lyrics here. The world is turned and left me here, just where I was before you appeared. And in your place, an empty space, and I'll write your name. Yep. No, no it's Taylor Swift. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I know what this song is. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, it's I talked for hours to your, to your wallet photograph, and you just listen. You laughed enchanted by my intellect, or maybe you didn't. So he's sitting there talking to his wallet. Like seriously, like, like just Neil having Diamond. some issues. I'm, I'm, I am. I said but to no one there. I actually really, <laughs> even though they all rhyme and they're all just kind of still catchy, I love the lyrics in this one because the world has turned and left me here, just where I was before you appeared. And in your this one, love. This, and this in your right. place, I read a second ago. An empty space. I have to do it again. It has filled the void behind my face. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wanna, so let me read this. She's read this a third time. She's in his brain, and but not there at all. Because he about, deserves to be left. The funny thing about this song is this is not a Weezer song on the album that gets as much love maybe as the other ones. Right. But this is one that gets stuck in my head so easily. And I think it's just the way the, the guitar plays with that little kind of uh, roundabout picking and then the lyrics. Like, it's just kind of, I don't know why, but this one gets stuck in my head the easiest probably of anyone on the album. Do you feel like a brooder when you listen to this song? Like, when you were like 15, 16? Sitting on like, my bed. Oh, the world's turned and left the me here. The world has turned and left me here. So, I'm gonna watch reruns of Highlander. <laughs> TV show? I watch that all the time. It's a terrible show. What? It's terrible. It's, it hasn't aged well, but it was that, great. Save it for the Highlander show. <laughs> we're doing a Highlander show? Canadian shows. <laughs> So actually, the guitar solo in this song was really tricky for Rivers to compose. And he stayed up for like all hours of the night trying to record it. He's in the studio and he just couldn't do it after like hundreds of takes. So he's, he, it says he was sitting upside or laying upside down in a doorway with guitar in his chest saying, I just give up. And then he heard a whistle by Rick Ocasek uh, Rick, Rick from the cars from the control room. And it was this and it gave Rivers the breakthrough he needed. And he finished the whistle like the Exactly. And so there's so much Cars influence here. And so then Rivers finished the solo in two minutes. He just threw it on his guitar and says, that's exactly what I needed. And that's what we hear. Hmm. Yeah, I just love it. And I love the end of this song as well. We're almost there. Yeah. Every day 
By the way, these songs are really easy to understand, but for some reason, well, it's me. I get the lyrics wrong. It's not all just the you. Time. It's not just you. In fact, we'll get to that when we get to the next track. But I've been singing the wrong lyrics for so long that it's not until I was doing research for the show that I went, oh, well, I mistook that one. But okay. this, yeah, so this song, I feel like, like I said, it doesn't get as much love, but I think it's got a place. Like, it's, it's one of those songs I think it's a breakup song. For someone who doesn't realize what they've done wrong. Right. Which I think we've all been in that case a couple times. So I do want to throw out some legacy and some production questions or some some facts here. This album, the Blue Album, is on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time at number 299. And that seems like a high number, but it's 500 greatest albums of all time. I mean, that's a lot of albums. Yes. We think about how many albums are out there, too. Yeah. I mean, but right, every 300 of 500. Still pretty dang good. Yeah. It would probably be on all of our, like top three just because you think this one oh this whole album yeah probably top, well top three ever i don't know top 10 definitely i mean i have some hipster choices but like as far as the ones that people know really well i think we just got any different other show hipster albums just like our top five favorite albums i brought that up before is it on the list you shot me down i never would do put that. it you on did. the list you shut up it. jacob i told you not to talk <laughs> uh, <laughs> see this uh, is what happened <laughs> this experiment is not going tacky. well jacob your choices are tacky <laughs> you're so tacky yeah. so behind I like that feedback at the end there too all right let's move on to one of those popular tracks on the album buddy holly the track second four. Oh, oh, i have a story finally oh okay go, ahead, go right ahead this is a short song so you gotta go fast so i had just talked my family into buying a computer and we <laughs> lived in the middle of nowhere right so computer was like a strange thing windows 95 i was like 12 yeah i think it was 95 mm-hmm. and uh i got it and i like figure out how to plug everything in and i turned it on and microsoft had this one song one song that was already downloaded on there yep and it was buddy holly and i had no idea i thought it was like some old song or something i was like what is this i don't even know and i went to a buddy's house and and this song started playing i was like holy cow i know that song i love that song i'm like i I go i don't know who it is and he's like it's weezer man and i'm like who and that's when i first was huge it was released on windows 95 as as part of the upgrade cd for windows 95 which was a really unique thing to see uh you know well uh, music videos back in the day on your computer well and this one was one that uh rivers actually wasn't a big fan of and kept he kept not wanting to put on the album and rick okasek actually was like no you need to put it on there like he'd leave notes around saying we want buddy holly you need to do this one and Cohen was like i don't know he's like just record it and if you don't like it after we record it and mix it we won't put it on so a lot of people think this song is actually about Buddy Holly. Which it came out on like the anniversary of, his, of Buddy Holly's death but or something like the that. The original lyrics were about Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers. Yeah, ooh, ooh, I, you look just like Ginger Rogers. Uh-oh, I move just like Fred Astaire. And moves like Jagger as well. That was the original lyrics of that. Uh, but, uh, so he actually says the lyrics are actually, it's a song about defending a platonic female friend. Oh, interesting. Oh my gosh, this song is too short. How many oh, no. facts do we have? We have much more facts. So the, the music video was very famous because it incorporated Happy Days, and it got heavy rotation on MTV. Everyone liked it because they were putting Weezer into Happy Days with the Fonz and everyone. Right. And But uh, Rivers didn't like it. He didn't like all the fame. He kind of got freaked out by it. Oh, I have so much to say, but I don't, have, I don't have enough time for this one. The lyrics, I, like I said, I got so many wrong just because I thought it would say something like, a, I, I don't even want to get into it now, but just know well, it's that like, I, bang, bang, knock on the door. Another big bang, get down on the floor. Oh no, what do we do? Don't look now, but I lost my shoe. I can't yeah. run and I can't kick. I mean, it's just, okay. Yeah. Whatever that means. And this peaked at number 17 on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic actually put this song in his alternative polka. And then last minute, Rivers had him pull it out. Why? And so they're in the liner notes. Is special thanks to Weezer, but they didn't have the song in there. Special thanks for being jerks? Well, kind Not of. letting him include it? Like, we're not even just released a little bit later, and then someone mixed it together back in it, and it fits perfectly where they pulled it out. But, yeah. I don't care about that. Uh, I don't care about that. We did it. Oh, I had Buddy so much Holly. more I wanted to say, but no. Because now we're on to Undone, the sweater song. Hey, man. How's it going, man? Hey, are we ranking these? You want to go party after the show? Eventually. We're going to do it at the end of the show, actually. Actually, right. so this conversation at the beginning is between Matt Sharp uh, and a longtime friend of the band, Carl Koch. And then later on in the in the bridge area, it's uh, one of their early supporters of the band, uh, Michael Allen. The girl so is. This was the very M-Y-K-E-L. first single on this album. This was? Yes. Oh, I figured it was Buddy Holly. You'd think so. That was the second one. Huh. Right. This one is, is, has a music video with dogs. It's all done in one take. I think they did 25 or 26 takes yeah. to actually get it right. It, so instead of a lot of this background stuff, they were going to go with uh, 
just different samples. And so they had Darth Vader, Charlie Brown, Gollum, and Humphrey Bogart. And Gollum? So then, yeah. In 92? Or yeah. 93? Because remember, there was a cartoon out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so they were going to throw that in. They probably knew they were going to get sued, so they just went with the party background. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Uh, by the way, there's a <laughs> a sneaky swear at the beginning there, a sneaky, sneaky curse that I didn't know was in there. Until you didn't know? I didn't know. Wow. Like, I just, I just kind of, you know, you know how you don't know the lyrics? Right. And so at the beginning, he just kind of throws in a, a GD right at the beginning. Right. A little curse there. Man, I, I always caught that. I never it's caught it. Part. Like, I just was like, oh, it's just, he's just mumbling. I'm me, me, be, whatever. So Rivers, he has a lot of control over his band, as we well know. Rivers yes. Cuomo. And he said... Whoever's going to make my video, because they hadn't worked with Spike Jones yet, he says, do not make the song about sweaters. Do not make the video about sweaters. <laughs> they got 20 pitches. Yes. Most of them involved sweaters. One of them involved them wearing a giant sweater all together and playing. But he just didn't He didn't want that. So, so it ended up being them in, with like a blue background in a studio recording. And they're playing in slow motion, but right. they're playing at regular speed. Like they, they recorded it fast and they slow it down to the regular thing. Right. But they did that 25 times. They played the song 25 times. And in fact, in one of the times, a dog defecated on the uh, the drum kick pedal, the kick pedal on the drums. How exactly does that happen? So they, Jake, have, they have dogs running around during the, the music video as well. Jake, what do you yeah. think this song's about? I have no idea. Sweaters? No. Pull that thread? You know, here's the thing, is I would love to search for a deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. But every time I've done that with Weezer, I usually come up with, no, I think this is just what he's talking about. No. It just really with random. With the lyrics, it's like, oh no, it go, it gone, bye bye. Bye. Who I, I think, I sink and I die. Terrible lyrics, but. So this song is about the ever maddening mind of the guy at, at this party. Starts out normal and the end is hard, dark, and mad sounding, sh- showing his slow descent into madness. So like, the like thread, frustration the thread, at a party yeah. is basically yes. it. Well, Chromos once said, it's the feeling you get when the train stops and the little guy comes knocking on your door. It was supposed to be a sad song, but everyone thinks it's hilarious. Because it kind of is. Well, although, I don't know. It's the only one, I think, on this album for me that has emotional resonance. Really? Yeah. Oh, because you love sweaters? No, I don't even know why. <laughs> like I can't even I can't even define well, it, it. A lot of people did it. Like the the phrase covered it. The Offsprings covered it. They they played this one a lot of times. Dave Grohl actually came up on stage and sang this with them at a concert. Like people love this song. It really resonates. I so. can play this one on guitar. It's one of the first uh, songs I ever learned. Guitar, guitar hero guitar does hero. not count. Kent. <laughs> no, not guitar hero. Real guitar because it's so darn easy. It so, really is. And this song was everywhere back in the day. In fact, my brother Spencer, uh, they were going on some young men's trip or something like that. And they put the album in, and this song came on, and the leader was in the car, and they're all listening to it, kind of jamming out to it, singing along with it. And then at the very end, the music faded out, and the leader stopped and said, that was the stupidest song I've ever heard. (laughs) Isn't that funny, just how the older generation, whatever they hear, kind of like we do now, we're like, this isn't music. Well, it, but this like did I, we do just, that? Well, because the song's yes. about destroying a sweater on a very surface level. It's like, what if you want to destroy my sweater? What does that even mean? Yeah. Then we have a song now. It's like you can wear my sweater or something like that. I Some YouTube so. kid did that one. But this this was the first song I ever heard from Weezer, and I think I was at um, a young young men's activity mm-hmm. or something like this that. Be a good introduction. And, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I like the, I like the tone. I like the mood. I love this ending, and I don't know why. Because it kind of the music fades out, and it does this weird kind of eerie like plinking on the keyboard and then like the weird strings. Well, it, actually, it works because the whole song is experimental. Right? Yeah. It's like nothing about the song should work yet it keeps working and it just ends that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre. It it's, is. it's one of the most brilliant songs for sure. Most but brilliant? I can't yeah. believe. No, the, it go, it gone. Bye bye. Bye. Jacob, no, your tastes are tacky. No, that's, that's exactly why it's amazing is because that can still resonate somehow. Okay. Because the gibberish works? No, because you're bringing in something ultra simple and give and giving it compound emotion. You have to realize, by the way, this one got played a lot, so that's why Kent doesn't like it as much. Oh, yeah. I forget. I like this song. Hey, hey, what's your favorite album? Oh, Pinkerton. Oh, haven't heard of it. <laughs> and now we're on to track six, Surf, Waf- Surf Wax America, which is much more peppy. You get through that yeah. kind of downer, and then it's like, You oh, need it, back. though. You definitely need it. Yeah. So this one is... It seems very simplistic, because the whole premise of this song is... Hey, you stiffs going to work. I'm going to go surf. Yeah. That's basically what the thing is, which they're not surfing. I don't think any of the Weezer guys are surfers. Because this wasn't a song about surfing. I know. It was a song about beer. So Rivers actually... Beards? This one is about beer. beer? Yes. Beards? Beards. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is something about beards. It's Facial a- hair. I said beards. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's saying this is a total sarcastic call to hedonism to sing along, oh, yeah, yeah. drink, and be merry. Yeah. And so apparently it says, ironically, when the band broke big in 94, 95, Audience members did not seem aware or interested in the sarcasm and reacted it, reacted to it as just a rallying uh, party cry or rallying cry for a party song. Uh, and it is. I mean, you I take, will say you take your car to work. I'll take my board. And when you're out of fuel, I'm still afloat. I'm going surfing because I don't like your face. I'm bailing out because I because I hate the race. And also, this had a reference of rats. So profound. Who sing round and round. So, of rats that run round and round in the maze. So, there's a, a big history in the two years round previous for Weezer and for Rivers before. He is a big hair metal guy. You wouldn't think so from Weezer. No. Except for a few he albums. Makes, he, makes, he makes kiss references. He makes rat references. But his first two bands were hair metal bands. Rivers were? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, pretty crazy. Did he have the hair? Yeah, he did as well. And he, he did... He did not really fit it, honestly. He was still as scrawny and squirrely as ever with really big hair. <laughs> That's kind of funny to think about. Oh, and I love this how it kind that of drops worse. out. It drops out, but it drops out and then it goes into this kind of like, kind of acapella, not really acapella, but this little bridge. Right. But here's the but thing. This is what they do well. Did you guys think that he drowns in this song? Yeah, because the riptide is taking him out. Because like he Roma? says, I never thought, uh, I never thought it would come to this. Now I can never go home. Yes. And I always, I had this kind of sad feeling every he time did. I heard that. He's it's, like, I'm going to party. See you later, you stiffs. And then he's like, oh, crap, well, I'm drowning. Blah, 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 it's blah, about beer. Beards. <laughs> <laughs> it's about sinking too much with beer. So he's drunk and he's drunk, <laughs> he's and, drunk surfing. and he can't go back. He's an alcoholic. Go home. But it's such a happy song. Uh, this is one I discovered later. Like I was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of silly. Because it's later in the album. But it's such a great driving no, this, track This as is well. Joyce Favorite's Nine for me. This was on the original. Was it? Okay. Oh, yeah. This is one of the Rachel loves. Oh, man. So, so good. I love it. Man, I have so much, so many facts here. I just want to keep going. You're just about done. Okay. So we got to we gotta wrap it up now. Let's go. Oh, why did Rivers Cuomo name his band Weezer? Because it was a nickname he got for his asthma. Yeah, he had asthma and kids teased him. And called him Weezer. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. But it worked out. Track seven, Say It Ain't Snow. Say It Ain't So, not Snow. That would yeah. be ridiculous. Please say snow. it ain't snow. Groundhog, please yes. tell us the truth. That's, the, that's what they say in Utah. <laughs> say it ain't snow. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's beautiful. <laughs> My truck won't drive in it. It's <laughs> a good rhyme. It didn't. <laughs> this was the third and final single from the album. So first Undone, then Buddy Holly, then this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was also a less popular music video and not directed by Spike Jones like the other two. This one was directed by Sophie Muller, who directed some some major stuff in the uh, 80s and 90s. So Don't Speak, uh, As I Lay Me Down by Sophie B. Hawkins mm-hmm. and Song 2 by Blur. I like that song. Woo-hoo. Can we listen to it now? Yeah, Sophie it, B. Hawkins? Yeah. It, I like tacos. Save it <laughs> yeah. for that show. We already had that show. Right. And so basically, this just features the band playing in their garage of their old house and playing hacky sack in the backyard. Really simple. Well, do you remember their music videos very much, Kent? Only, I, only Buddy Holly. To I be only honest. remember Buddy Holly. Like when they did, they did the music video for Africa that they yep. covered. They had Will Yankovic doing it, and it was in the studio and it was slow motion and there were dogs. And I was like, "What the heck is this? Like, why are they doing this?" Right. And it wasn't until that, till just barely that cover came out that I went, "Oh, they're doing, uh, coming done." Yes, I had no idea. Right. So, Jake, what do you think the song is about? Honestly, this is a very, very deep song, which is why I didn't think... Deep emotionally. I didn't think Undone really got the deep resonance unlike this song. So what do you think this song is about? Because the lyrics are pretty overt, but there's a hidden message there. Hidden message? Yes. I mean, I always just felt it was about a breakup. Okay. Kind of. You're you're pretty much... It's actually inspired by Cuomo believing his parents were going to split up when he was four because he thought his dad was an alcoholic. So he, he opens the fridge. What, yes. did, he, why? what did he drink? He opens the fridge and he sees a beer in the fridge so, and he thought that his dad was... Steven <laughs> is his stepfather. <laughs> he saw beards. He saw beards in the fridge. <laughs> Dude, if I saw beards in the fridge, I'd be freaked out. So Steven <laughs> is River's stepfather. Yeah. And he saw a be- his beer in the fridge. Oh man, the inside jokes on this one. And he it made him think of his biological father who left early and so it gave him this feeling of abandonment so the song is actually written is that why he never got taller yeah well no well, actually, his legs so he, he was born with one leg shorter than the other actually oh yeah yeah so, so this, why don't you keep making fun of him there jacob okay. this <laughs> is a letter to his biological father saying like this bottle of stevens you think i actually always thought is this is about his father stepfather 
But no, it's just yeah. saying, I saw this. I think my parents are going to get divorced. And it reminds me of what how you left the family. So it's kind of, and well, then also you, you missed it though, because like at the end there, he says, like father, stepfather, your son is drowning in the flood. Yeah. There's a lot of drowning stuff going yeah, on meaning here. Meaning he's kind of sinking and drowning. the same pattern that his uh, father and stepfather did. And but, I just love this. Like, I can't confront you. I never could do that, which might hurt you. So try and be cool. When I say, this way is a water slide away from me that takes you further every day. Which I never got that lyric But it's right. so much fun to sing. I know, but I, I totally But it's a water right. slide. You're, you're not in control on a water slide. I, and then he I, drowns. I couldn't get it right. I was just like, I don't know. I, I didn't know what it was before. I just kind of sometimes sing gibberish when I'm singing these songs. <laughs> Yeah. This is one I try to sing in karaoke. I think it was like this way. This, that is hard. It's really Take a yeah. battery day. I mean, everyone heard me sing Weezer already, and it's hard enough. And this one, there's a lot of range to it. Yeah. And then solos that you have to just stare at the crowd like this. This actually, that, yeah. This mm-hmm. took me a while to warm up to. Ooh, we're almost at the end. Took me a while to warm up to. Uh, this wasn't until Joy's favorite number sixteen, so I didn't wait as long. But it was a while before You're I warmed up to this, this one. This is an instant classic in my mind. No kidding. This no, this one gets a lot of love from a lot of people, as it should. Not one of my favorites. <gasps> like, uh, uh, excuse me, I should clarify. Out of the, I, I like all the songs. This is one of the lesser favorites. I can see why, because this is Pinkerton esque, honestly, in feeling. Really? Yeah, uh, and there's there's so much beauty to it, and a lot more Johnny Depp about it as well. <laughs> You just used Johnny Depp. Well, sorry, what? Ooh, here's the, here's the feedback. That's season one callback. There's right actually there. two different versions of this song. One with feedback, one without feedback. And they ended up liking the feedback one more. And so they released it as the main one. That's so good. But if you get the if you get the, re, the re-release of this album, the bonus album, then they have both versions. Here we go. In the Garage, track eight. This was the one that I feel like maybe showed the world that this was not just another punk, we're so rebellious band. Yes. It's right here at the beginning. I've got the Dungeon Master's Guide. I've got a 12-sided die. I've got Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler 2 waiting there for me. Yes, I do. I do. I love the geeky references. This almost like, I would say this inspired the uh, nerd rock oh, yeah. uh, genre. I mean, it probably didn't because there were other bands like this, but like they're full on just calling out their geekiness. Yeah. And like random X-Men, Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler. Well, good references. Well, Kitty Pride's a, probably obscure, but Nightcrawler was like big in the 90s. Yeah. Everyone loved him from the cartoon. So good. So obviously this one's about playing music in the garage. Yes. Literally, um, the garage is at the Amherst House in Los Angeles where the band had its early rehearsals. And uh, this one was written kind of a as a companion to Holiday. Holiday, which we're going to get to next, is like the excitement of getting being able to sign to a label. Right. This is the anxiety that comes with being signed to a label. Where he's saying, like, in the garage, I feel safe. Here is my, my safe space. And I like being in here. And my stupid songs may not work out there. And it's funny because he's writing this. They had no idea how big the Blue Album was going to be. Right. Yeah. So when he's bashing on his own saying my stupid songs and silly words, he really thought that. He didn't know if anyone would care or even want these songs. Yeah, it's true. And this is a very simple song. I mean, you can hear it right here. But I can never skip this one. Like, it is a heart song for me. I would consider this one of the lesser ones on the album. I can see why you'd say that. Because it's Pinkerton-esque. It's Pinkerton-esque. It's Pinkerton-esque, Jacob. You're tacky. It's You're wonderful. tacky, Jacob. <laughs> it's just a little radio-friendly. He's, he's talking to you, Joel. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Jake got it. He likes this song. Oh, yeah. This is the best one because it's the worst one. Hey. The worst one. I know. You got to understand. Save the, it for the end of the show. The, the deeper mythology here. <laughs> so, actually, so... Um, Cool, uh, Rivers Cuomo actually challenged himself to write 50 songs for this. Uh, so this is December 1991. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to make make music, and this is going to be this kind of music. So he actually wrote Weezer songs, even though they didn't form till the next year. Yeah. And so he wrote Undone, Only in Dreams, My Name is Jonas, and The World Has Turned and Left Me Here. Yeah. And then, obviously, they, they chose 10. He had help with some of the other bandmates as well. Right. But, you know, this was, like, mostly coming from his mind. Yeah, we should mention that most of these songs are Cuomo's. All these are Rivers Cuomo's. There's a few in there that have, like, co-writing. So but he had his hand in every single song. Like, My Name is Jonas was written by Jason Cropper and Patrick Wilson. Right. And then Surfax America was, uh, and also Rivers, by the way. Surfax America, The World Has Turned Left Me Here, was by Rivers Cuomo and Patrick Wilson. Not yeah. Patrick Warburton. I think I know why Kent likes this song in the garage, though, because it has hipster references like Kitty Pride, And then also he mentions Kiss, the band Kiss, but he mentions the lesser known members of Kiss. He mentions Ace Frehley and Peter Chris instead of Gene Simmons or Paul Stanley. Yeah. And so like he's like, oh, hipster. 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 In hipster. Meta hipster. Meta hipster. That was my band's name in college. That's actually my superhero name. The Meta hipster. I'm Meta hipster. 
Trademarks. No one steal that. <laughs> uh, this one actually, this feels like a Cars song to me. Like the way the guitars go, it sounds like a Cars song. Maybe it's because it's called In the Garage. But the right. point is that every time I hear this song, I'm like, yeah, this feels like a Cars song. Like I, feel, I can feel Rick Ocasek's influence on this one probably the most of the album. Is this one that you could skip though and be just fine with? This, this is one of the lesser ones. Like okay. this, this is not one of the, my main staples. This didn't make it to any Joey's favorites tape. So oh, yeah. not through Joey. How, how far did these tapes go? 25. I, wow. I, I, and then I made a couple CDs, but they weren't the same. But I now, I actually created Google playlists for all the Joey's favorites. So That's I can amazing. listen to them in digital form now. Wow. Mine were called Booty Mix USA, volumes one through seven. Gosh. Family friendly. Well, is that not family booty friendly? Mix? Mine was Booty Bounce. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> not your nickname, the tape name. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. Holiday. Holiday. Give me both. Track Holiday. Nine. So the first line in Holiday is taken from the title of a Beach Boys instrumental uh, off Pet Sounds called Let's Go Away for a While. Which they are, I mean, like we said, I mean, Rivers Cuomo had a lot of love for metal bands. Right. But also he loved the classics. Like, well, classics, like classic oldies rock is what I'm thinking of. Like Beach Boys. He appreciated uh, Brian Wilson's work and right. kind of wanted to emulate that experimental sound. I would say he's similar to Brian Wilson because Brian Wilson, if anyone knows about the Beach Boys, wanted to perfect music. Mm-hmm. Like he studied everything about it. He wanted to really be cr- progressive in a time when a lot of people were playing loud or safe. And he made pet sounds, which is super weird, and then smile, and then he, he went nuts, basically. Mm-hmm. But he's probably a little nuts before. Yeah, well, he was, but yeah. uh, Rivers Cuomo is the kind of guy, and we can get into this much later, but he wants to perfect the perfect song. He studies formulas on how to create the perfect hook. Mm-hmm. And I would say he succeeds at times, not perfect hook. Considering but what he studies, hook. I'm surprised he doesn't do better with current like songs because but he tries to go for mainstream. He gets and- so inside his own head, and then he'll do a song like Beverly Hills, which yeah. he knew would be a single. Hey, Blue Album. Oh, yeah. Okay. Focus. So, so some lyrics to this, like, <laughs> don't bother to pack your bags or your map. We don't need the where we're going. We're going where the wind is blowing, not knowing where we're going to stay. Like, this one really is kind of, like, joyous. Like, yes. this is, let's do something crazy. Let's go out and see the world and be awesome. I do remember seeing this one with my friends uh, in the hot tub. My friends had a hot tub. Sorry, like, what? We'd ha- no, we'd have, like, we'd have girls over and be like, <laughs> sure, oh, yeah, hot tub. Uh-huh. <laughs> sure. I remember I did have girls over. Apparently, again. ladies' man. <laughs> Apparently, so according to more civilized podcasts, in, in the hot tub. Uh, no, so they, while you're watching Weezer. No, no, we, we'd listen to we, we'd listen to Weezer, and okay. then I remember me and my friends would do this part in particular when we're like doing the little doo-wop thing with the snaps. And it took me the longest time to figure out what the heck they were saying because they pause at the weirdest times. Like we yeah. will write a postcard to our friends and family and family. Yes, in free verse. And every time I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Here. This was a track, so I had. I was best friends with this girl. Yeah, I was basically friend zoned when I was 18. This is the girl that got away. I talked about her in the first love song episode. Uh-huh. You should have invited her to the hot tub. We, I know. We always listened to this album with because Joey. we could listen to the entire thing. And whenever this song came on, like memories, it's like it was yesterday. We'd mm-hmm. always sing this one together. And so this one is just one of my favorites. But we're even for the nostalgia for that reason. I love it too. This is one of my favorites. It just reminds because me of like I, the friends hanging I out. I drove around with the girl I really liked. Is that but, why? No, because like she was a cheerleader at Clearfield High School. <laughs> Just but so you this know. one, they, they, they rarely play this one live now. Like ever since they, they, they had their hiatus 98 to 2001 about, and they really don't play it since then. Right. And but I don't know why, because I love this song. This is one of those songs that really helped the band collaborate and work well together in the studio because it they the reason they worked well together is because they wanted to focus on barbershop quartet style songs. And this one is a great example of that. It yeah. is. Yeah. Man. Oh, so good. Holiday. Oh, no. What? Oh no! We're that was track, track nine. Yes, we're on track ten. This well, You're we're cruising. Track 10. Yeah, it's it's weird to be such limited to discussion here. Weezer, ten tracks, only ten tracks. Do they change that for Maladroit? Oh, we'll save it for another show. Oh, here we go. Track ten, the final track, only in dreams. Oh, hold on, I, hold on. I want to give some respect here to the baseline. Man, that's amazing. So the whole album is only 41 minutes and 26 seconds long. This song alone is eight minutes and I have it here. Eight minutes and three seconds. Okay. And mostly it's that uh, kind of that interlude they have in the middle of this song. But this one, I just want to read some of these lyrics because I love this song so much. Uh, You can't avoid her. She's in the air in between molecules of oxygen and carbon dioxide. Like just the way when you love someone, they permeate everything around you. I just think that encapsulates that sentiment so well. Joel, you can't resist her. She's in your bones. Yeah. 
She's in your marrow and your ride home. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he is such a rhymer. Now, at over eight, at slightly over eight minutes, we discussed this right. is Weezer's longest song to date. Oh, this is longer than the greatest man that ever lived. Apparently, okay. that's what that's what Weezerpedia. Said. I wonder if they. <laughs> I went Weezer to Weezerpedia. There's literally Weezerpedia. I did not go that dark we, or we could, deep. Well, Wikipedia didn't have some of these like pages for some you of these songs. <laughs> I did, but Weezerpedia did, and so I got some insights there. So this song is noteworthy. Be careful, Joel. You're just reading Kent facts. Yeah, it's noteworthy for its three minute crescendo of the two guitars, which will get bass and drums, in which the dynamics gradually increase and the timber builds up layers until the climaxing guitar solo at the end. Man, this the solo is so good. We'll get there. Yeah, but I'm sure we'll be talking about other stuff as well. Because well. we got to get there first. We have so much stuff. So, about. Jake, what do you think this song is about? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. It's only in dreams. We talked about this in our first love uh, love song episode. I yes, do remember that. So, this is the story of a young man who wants to be romantically involved with the girl of his dreams, but because he cannot do so in reality, due to how nervous he is, mm-hmm. Rivers Cuomo, mind you. Why do you like this song? He gets. This speaks to my soul. That's why he said. It was actually about the girl that got away. This is the song I chose. For I, that uh, one. I remember that. Well, now, yeah. And Rivers, so he, can, he can only fantasize about being with her in his dreams. Except Rivers actually said at one point, "I think most of our audience always thought it was a song about a girl." When I'm ready, when I'm really singing about singing about my artistic process. Yeah, but he, he changes his mind in every interview he does. he does. Well, in this song is here's the thing. I read I read somewhere on Weezerpedia actually that it said one of the most this is one of the most universally loved Weezer songs among diehard fans. To which I went, no, no, this is like a secret song. Like not a lot of people know about how great this song is. But then I realized they said diehard fans. I'm like, okay, ride or die. I'm yes. there. I'm there. Uh, you're not there. You don't love Pinkerton. You're not ride or die. Uh, that's actually he's, true. he's blue, ride or die. Blue, ride or die. No, that's not at all. Uh, Many, That's die. They also say many <laughs> consider it to be Rivers Cuom- River Cuomo's masterpiece. Yes. Uh, he says the solo is his favorite solo in any Weezer song, which honestly, there's not a lot of uh, solos for three-minute songs out there. <laughs> but, so that makes sense. It's a three-minute solo in a but song. Q Magazine gave it number eight of the greatest guitar tracks of all time. Number eight. Wow. I know. Really pretty good. crazy. Now, I have said this is a number. This, is a, this was our sacred song, as we called it. We would dedicate this to the girls that we really liked, but were too timid to approach. So it's like, yeah, this is her song, even though she never knew it. Yeah. This is also one of the ones I did give to my wife on the CD when I proposed to her. Like, it was kind of like, I'm giving this song to you. And so I think it's a very romantic song. It However, is. okay. Kind of difficult to slow dance to this one. Oh, totally. Because it like, has these slower parts. Can you slow dance to anything by Weezer? Um, that's a good question. That's a really good question. And the answer is no. <laughs> Well, because like you get troublemaker, like right here. Like, like Let this, me make this it easy right for here. you. No, this part right here. Okay, we are all on drugs. Want, maybe. Just imagine, imagine you're dancing with whoever you want right now. Kent. Oh. So you're sitting there. It's romantic. Jk. Now watch this. Watch what happens. What do we do? Do we go faster? No, you headbang. Obviously. While you're slow dancing, you're gonna headbutt the girl in the face. Brings you closer. You'll be in the hospital together. No, that's terrible. Um, so this song also has some special memories to me because uh, we, uh, for a 10th grade English class, me and some buddies had to do a video. Oh, we didn't have to. We had to do a service project, and we decided we were going to make a video of the service project. And me and my friends made movies all the time. Yeah. And so we made this whole video of us like putting uh, this, these uh, kind of kits together and then uh, meeting up with each other and it's this whole thing. And we, and we had like soundtrack all through it. Right. And the last song was Only in Dreams, just a clip of it. But it was us kind of looking up at the night sky. So cheesy. And then we superimposed our names on the back of us, which was, you know, breaking technology you could do in camera. Yeah, exactly. We were pretty proud of that. And then one of us, like, bumps into the other one, and then we would get in a fight and falling down. So I always, this song to me is just like me and my friends hanging out, having a good time. No, I get that. This song is so 90s. But here's the thing it about is. this album. It's not really dated for me. No. It doesn't feel dated. I like, mean, I listen to this there album are some strong today. associations to my childhood to this song. Right. But the, the thing is, you hear My Name is Jonas and then starting with that and then ending here. I'm like, if this came out this week, I'd be totally fine with this there album. There is some like mm, transcendent Kent, qualities to this. Kent would, if it came out today, Kent would be like, mm, overplayed, overplayed. I would. Yes. I would be telling you about this because it would never be popular music today. Only people like us would love this, this album. <laughs> Because this this really did come out at the perfect time. How much did you say you like the new album? Uh, 
Exactly. If you're Thank a you, better Jacob. fan, so maybe. you guys will probably like it. I know, right? <laughs> it's probably you. good. Exactly. Mm. Uh, but this, I mean, you think about all the different subjects that he's talked about in all these songs, like you know, the car accident we talked about, his brother's car accident, heartbreak, jealousy, alcohol, yes. former girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different subjects that are touched on here, and then just nerdy, geeky references too. It's an impressive album to go through. I do want to talk about the artwork just a little bit. Yeah, the plain blue course. background. I It's just so iconic. Uh, I do like to talk about that Matt Sharp, who's the third from the left. He didn't like the way his face looked in the final picture, so they actually had to use Photoshop to put a different face on his on his body. So, little vein there, Matt Sharp, who moved on to the rentals. Uh, so, Rick Ocasek, he actually said the... And I don't know if I totally believe this, but he claimed that all ten tracks on this album were done in one day. Wow. Each in one take. So that's a little bit crazy. Really? That's, that is kind of crazy. Because there's so many different cuts and edits that you got to do with production of music. But if they did, I mean, it does sound rough here. It's raw. But Rivers is such a perfectionist, probably even at this point early in his career, that you yeah. think the mixing that they did on these. And maybe it's just the vocals they did in one take. But it I believe be. it. There's there's emotion. There's heart here that I think is missing. I love that culmination. Weezer today. I love how it just builds up right there and then just like hits home. Uh, for reference, Kent, this might be a good makeout song. Oh, okay. So not slow dancing. Making out's good. No, make he- it, no, making out is good. <laughs> but this song is also good for making out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, both. Yes, yes. Okay. Let's say both. And headbanging. Yeah, well, you don't want to headbang when you're making out. Otherwise, you could give them a bloody nose again. Will it work for finger pooping? I don't want to try. Jake? Oh, I got gotcha. You guys oh. just finger booped the... What does that even mean? What? You that just... was the perfect soundtrack. If we went slow motion, only in dreams. Boop. <laughs> That's just fine. Well, guys, we're winding down to the last track on this album. Oh, man. Goodbye. I love the Goodbye ending forever. of that track. This is one of those songs that I just, I can listen to this one on loop and be happy. I enjoy that one so much. <sighs> I know. Let's just let it play out. There we go. So good. That was Weezer Blue Album. Don't sue us. We talked over the whole thing. Good job, Weezer (laughs) of 1994. Yeah. No, really. And this, it's so good because like you can't listen to that one start to finish and just enjoy the entire thing. Right. And uh, in fact, Kent, I think it's time. Jacob, it's time. Okay. Let's rank the songs real briefly at the end here. See, this is not fair. And I'll tell you why. Because someone like me, these are all babies. They're all beautiful babies. There's no poop in the diaper or anything. These are things that I would not <laughs> There's want There's always to, poop in the diaper. I would not kids. want to Sophie's Choice any of these away. This is an, a fantastic and I would say a seamless album. One of my favorite of all time. He's trying so hard to be so cool right now. Yeah. It's not cool to say that you love stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> this is me. I think we just, we just got inside to Ken's psyche right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we so, do... Have, saying that, though, Kent, have you ranked them? The songs? Yeah. I had to today, and it hurt. It really did. Yeah. Yes. Uh, before we get into our rankings, I do want to give a little shout out to my little brother, Mike, who I probably introduced to this album and his love for Weezer, so I'm going to take all the credit for that. Yeah, but, but he's actually ride or die. You're like, uh, oh, he's he's totally like he, we were having whole conversations about it. with the freshman album. Yeah. Well, this is the greatest album, their greatest album. And we'll talk to Mikey about that. The actual but, expert. So I want to give Mikey's ranking first, if I may. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to go from 10 to one here. 10 being the least. Number one being the best, obviously. He said, number 10, Surf Wax America. Number nine, Nowhere Else. Number eight, The World Has Turned and Left Me Here. Number seven, In the Garage. Number six, Only in Dreams. Number five, but. Uh, holiday number four buddy holiday number three undone the sweater song number two my name is jonas number one say it ain't so okay that's mikey's rankings i'll flip mine right against that since i just brought up his yeah so mine uh actually i put it number 10 in the garage okay because i feel like that is like the lesser one on there it's the one i keep forgetting is on the album you do okay i'm like oh yeah that's the garage one yes i remember that one uh number nine is the world is turned wow that low it's, well, I like how I'm saying that low, but they're, they're all good. good. Yes. They're all good. This is like the top 10. You, you, I think you said, what's your top 10 Weezer songs on the Blue Album? And yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. Of the 10. Uh, number nine, or excuse me, number eight, Say It Ain't So. Whoa. That one didn't resonate with me. Oh, Kent's left the table. What? Kent's left the table. Kent, oh, <laughs> Kent knocked over something. He literally got up and is hitting stuff. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> Say it ain't so didn't resonate with me as much. <laughs> I, I still like it. It's still don't, in my don't top Don't you 10. dare. Eight of ten? Don't yeah. you dare say you still Eight like it and give the consolation I like price. all these tracks. In the Garage is the only one that I'm like, eh. All these other ones Shame I like. Shame on you, Joel Hilton. I talked about how much I love The World Has Turned, and now I'm t- putting Say So above that, remember? Oh. So, uh, number... My heart hurts. <laughs> number seven... Say it ain't so, Joel. Number seven <laughs> is Surf Wax America. Uh, number six... Doesn't even matter <laughs> I like that anymore. That one's better. I love Doesn't that one. Doesn't even matter <laughs> no, anymore. No, I love that one. Uh, number six is holiday. Another one. Oh, this is gets so hard up here. Uh, number five. Okay, now we're top five. Number five is no one else. Number four is undone. The sweater song. Number three is only in dreams. Number two is my name is Jonas. And number one is Buddy Holly. I really enjoy like Buddy Holly is one of those ones that it just immediately <laughs> takes me back to the time. What? I'm just I'm laughing at how mad Kent is. Oh, yeah. Well, he's going to get mad. Also, you've got very different music tastes than Kent. Oh, yeah. Or me. Well, that's the point of bacon. <sighs> it is totally bacon the point. <laughs> so mad. So here's right the thing, now. though. Here's the difference, though, is that I can say this is my personal favorite. I don't care what you guys think, but this is mine. And the kids could be like, "But you're wrong." And I'm like, "But this is my well, favorite." No, I mean, I'm, you're wrong on your favorite, Joel. I'm, no, I'm not wrong on my favorite. It's my favorite. I'm definitely saying these are my favorite, right? But they're yeah. also the best. So here's mm-hmm. the thing: the tenth best song, and these are all great. And I could interchange most of these, but is probably in the garage. Oh, we agree on that. Yeah, I, I love the song, but it is of the ten brilliant uh, tracks. Yeah, it's the lesser, just because there's not as much significance there me for me. For saying it was the lesser, but I love it. Okay. Number nine. <laughs> this is the exact same argument I just gave like 10 I'm seconds gonna, ago. I'm just going to give Joel's list now. Just <laughs> that would be so mad. great. That would be great. <laughs> but number nine is Undone, the sweater song. Oh, come what? on. It is. It's because it was overplayed. See, I, see you get oh. mad. Someone's getting mad over there. <laughs> oh, I'm just basically being Kent right now. Oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> he did. He took it. Hold on. Take those headphones. Hey, those are your shirts. You need to iron those now. Uh, I have to you just pulled that way. thread on that. So here's the thing. It doesn't. <laughs> it is the first song I love from them. But really, it's the one it got overplayed. And so we hated it. it. It really is. I honestly don't really like radio tracks. I like deep cuts. And there are no real deep cuts on this album. But still, there are ones that resonate more with me. And Undone never really did it. Okay. Other than Nostalgia. Uh, so the next but one. But you imitate it so well. Yeah. Right? <laughs> do, do I can play again. it on guitar. Like the. Yeah, do that again. Uh, oh no, it go, it gone. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So the next one is No One Else. Another one I love. That but that's number eight. Oof. I love it. It's that's, a simple song, though. That's, that's a lesser known track. The other, uh, number seven is. I can't is, believe Sweater Song. Number nine. I know. Number seven is Buddy Holly. It's because it was. He didn't like the radio ones. He gets played and he's like, mm, I don't like it anymore. Too popular. It's, it's something that's too popular. It's honestly that it's played too much. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with saying a song is played too much. People hate songs that they hear again and again and uh, again. Actually, scientific studies show that people actually like a song upon repetitive listening more than they did before. Uh, brainwashed people, maybe. And that's what the radio is for. I think I'm going to abstain from this. <laughs> Jake, get we, involved. We were doing so good. And then Kent it, just then it became being a bacon jerk. cell. <laughs> I became a, You gave Say It Ain't So number eight. You're actually proving my case right now. What? The being a jerk. No, I'm I'm incredulous at you, Joel. Well, you also just gave sweater song number nine. I know. I had to. Uh, then number six is <sighs> Surf Which Wax. Which is just as nuts. Surf Wax America. Just a fun song. Number mm-hmm. five is The World Has Turned and Left Me Here. Number four is Holiday. Uh, sentimental favorite. But it didn't make it in top three, which I was surprised about. Number three is My Name is Jonas. Number two, Only in Dreams. And number one, The Probably. I need to think about this. I, I don't want to throw out hyperbole. My favorite one is what you're going to say Probably here. one of the greatest songs of the 1990s is Say It Ain't So. It's good. I like it. Apparently number eight <laughs> on an album that you kind of like. It made the top ten. <laughs> the number one song. And I, I want to throw this out to everyone listening. What is, the, what is Weezer's best song? Jake, what is Weezer's best song? Sweater song, for sure. Sorry, I asked you. I was saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually probably agree with Jacob. The sweater song. I probably because it is so it's so them. Like you, you put that out there, and it's just experimental. It's unusual. I was actually it doing that. In your I was actually doing that to rib you. But if I were to, it's have not to my answer, personal favorite. What but is the yeah, most best. iconic Weezer song? You would, I would say Buddy Holly. No, I, I would, would actually say, say Buddy Holly. I'd say sweater song no, over Buddy Holly. But Buddy Holly is too trendy. Sweater song is where the love comes in. Okay, I get that. I totally understand. Where the love comes That's in. right. That's right. Is that what undo the sweater means? Kent. What? Family friendly. Get back to your list. Natalie and Brulee. Let's tell you your, your list. Okay. But yeah, number one, say it ain't so. Yeah. Uh, amazing. It's good. I like yeah. it. It is good. It's a good song. Okay. So I'm glad that we ended that in typical bacon cell fashion. Jake, where you don't we have were... one? Nope. What, what would you be your top three? 
Yeah, so I would say for top three, I would go Sweater Song, Say It Ain't So. And, uh, sweater Song 3 or Sweater Song 1? Sweater Song 1, okay. Say It Ain't So 2, and The World Is Turned 3. The World Is Turned? That yeah, high? Okay. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. a good song, though. It is? It is. They're all good songs. They're all great songs. Yeah. Weezer, we loved you. <laughs> what? You put that in past tense? <laughs> yeah. Because they're so inconsistent rest, now. Rest in peace. Rest I, in peace. I still Seriously. enjoy. No, the thing is, like, almost every album, I can pick one or two tracks that I enjoy. Yeah, because there's, that's all they have now is one or two tracks on the new, no, uh, new album. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, that's, this, what happens. that's why I say their blue album is the best album, because every track is listenable. Every other album, one or two. Really? Yeah. Let us know on the post. I'm sure we'll ask. But what is your favorite Weezer song yes. from this album? Let us know what your favorite is. Not necessarily what you think the best is, because Ken's going to argue that. He can't argue favorites, because that's your opinion. But it's always the best as well. No. Yeah. It's not always the best. Scientifically accurate. Whenever you say it's always on or never. It's Wikipedia. I created Whenever that you post say always or never after the show, it's usually false. false. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, look, and they all go down eventually. Right. Like you can't be a great artist and keep having like some emotional song that's going to, you know, 10 out of 10 good ones decade yeah. after decade. It just doesn't happen. Save for the Weezer show, guys. It's all about Blue <laughs> Save Album. Save it for the Weezer show. And the music no, and show. Let us know. Let us know. Like, this is our experimental show where we listen to an album and talk about the album as it's playing. Let us know if that's something you enjoy and something right. you want us to do again. Because we would hey, like to can pick I let another you know right now? Album. Because I think it went really well. That was smooth. It was quick. You guys had smooth ideas. Jazz. And you had cool information. We you had a lots to so- say. We, we had a couple you, songs where we had to do filler. You, like You got uh, mad at each uh, other at the end. It was just perfect. The perfect pick and sell yeah. episode. Yep. It was. It was fun until the end. <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, at showtimeshowdown.com. If you want to find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers, I'll be there. Go find Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram at Bacon Sale. Uh, go and check out our merchandise store, tpublic.com slash bacon sale. You need to be there as well. And let us know what album you would like to hear us do this sort of thing on. Something as, you like. Especially yes. if don't, don't give us like some crud album that no one likes and no one's heard of. Yeah, oh, don't it, give us like Baja Men or anything like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, no, no. Don't mention specifics. Otherwise, oh, no, they're going to do it. it. No, people, people will have real ones. Like, like I would, your favorite album. Like I would say August and Everything After, Counting Crows. I would love to do that one. That would be a lot of fun for me. But other people have lots of really good albums that are close to their hearts. Yeah. And I'd love to hear what they are. So there you go. Oh, that'd be awesome. And so to play us out. We will write a post card to our friends and family in free verse. We will write a post to our friends and family in free verse three. on this we'll road with Kerouac sheltered in his bivouac on this we'll road we'll never die people actually like our jokes we're like oh okay clenched or unclenched Hip hip when you're on holiday You will have nothing for the ending Kent will be good Edit this out No it's fast it's fast I think I'm okay Achoo! Really? That's when you're going with? It's a little that's a little trendy a little I mean not even I'm surprised you didn't this, go this is what Kent does. Hey what's oh, your favorite? No. That's exactly what Kent does. Uh, hey, hey, what's your favorite thing? That sucks. <laughs> that's a terrible choice. I am sure the greatest man that ever lived. You made a poor decision. Party hands, party hands. <laughs> he's going to go with something on Pinkerton because he's a deep thinker. Oh, you can't choose Pinkerton. Deep thinker. I'm your daddy. These are like the tackiest Weezer songs. That's what he does, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> What do you like? Tacky. What do you like? Terrible. I like Werther's. What are we talking about? I like hard candy. Hard candy. Yeah, Cusco. Cusco's poison the poison the Cusco. Nope. That's Patrick Corbett. Oh, that's it. Is Joel having a seizure? (laughs) Do you smell toast? I could be. You do know. Why would you throw away one I don't like the poop in their diapers. (laughs) <laughs> you can't say uh, you can't even equate any Weezer song with poop and diapers unless it's on Hurley or Ratatouille. 
do I not. cannot tell you how many emo songs are about insurance out there. It's just <laughs> I mean, usually they put you on hold. It's the worst, and then you need to read The Giver while you're on hold. Trying to impress him with my body bomb moves, but yeah. how'd that go? It didn't go well. Babe! 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 <laughs> Why'd you leave? What, uh, what's wrong? I thought it was cool. Here. has turned and left me here. So I'm gonna watch reruns of Highlander. <laughs> Is it on the list? You shot me down. No, Put it on the yeah, list. You just shut up, Jacob. I told you not to talk. <laughs> uh, See, this uh, is what happened. Beer. <laughs> Drowning. It's about beer. Beards. <laughs> meta hipster. That was my band's name in college. That's actually my superhero name. The meta hipster. I'm meta hipster. Mine were called Booty Mix USA, volumes one through seven. Gosh. Family friendly. Well, not family Mine was Booty Bounce. So. <laughs> no. <laughs> not your nickname. The tape name. That's a Weezerpedia. Set. I wonder if they. <laughs> I went Weezerpedia. to Weezerpedia. There's literally Weezerpedia. This speaks to my soul. Making out's good. No, make head, it head, head, no head. making out is good. But this song is also good for making out. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, both. Yes, yes. Okay. Let's say both. And headbanging. Only in dreams. Boop. Good job, Weezer of 1994. They're all beautiful babies. There's no poop in the diaper or anything. It's not cool to say that you love stuff. My heart hurts. So it's like gives it a little stream. Oh no, it go. It gone. Bye bye. Bye.